BestBookBits.com presents Self-Investment by Orison Sweet Martin. The greatest thing a man can do in this world is to make the most possible out of the stuff that has been given him. This is success and there is no other. Orison Sweet Martin, such gems of knowledge are aplenty in the author's books and these books were written long before the modern gurus descended. Every man builds his own world, makes his own atmosphere. He can fill it with difficulties, fears, doubts, and despair and gloom, so that the whole life will be influenced to gloom and disaster, or he can keep the atmosphere clear, transparent, and sweet by dispelling every gloomy, envious, malicious thought. Hold the enduring, the immortal thought in the mind, and discord will disappear. This is the train of thought running throughout this book, seeking in every word and every page of the book, investment in one's own self. As valid today as it was 70 years back when the book was written. The written and audio summary can be found on our website, bestbookbits.com. So without further ado, I bring the book summary of Self-Investment. Chapter 1. If you can talk well. A good conversationalist is one who has ideas, who reads, thinks, and who has therefore something to say. Sir Walter Scott. Nothing embarrasses and bores the average man so much as a girl who has to be entertained. Good reading will not only broaden the mind and give new ideas, but it will also increase one's vocabulary. Chapter 2. Put beauty in your life. Beauty is God's handwriting. There is no beautifier or of complexion or form or behavior like the wish to scatter joy and not pain around us. Emerson. What is the best education? Once asked of Plato. It is that which gives the body and to the soul all the beauty and all the perfection of which they are capable. There is no investment which will give such returns as the cute of the finer self, the development of the sense of the beauty, the sublime and the true, the development of qualities that are crushed out or strangled in the mere dollar chaser. If we sin to beauty the outer, we must first beautify the inner. For every thought and every motion shapes the delicate tracings of our face for ugliness or beauty. Inharmonious and destructive attitudes of mind will warp and mar the most beautiful creatures. Chapter 3. Enjoying what others own. If you are not wealthy yourself, be glad somebody else is, and if you will be astonished at the happiness that will result to yourself. I would rather be able to appreciate things I cannot have than to have things I am not able to appreciate. The secret of happiness is in a cheerful, contented mind. He is poor who is dissatisfied. He is rich, who is contented with what he has, and can enjoy what others own. Chapter 4, Personality as a Success Asset There is something about one's personality which eludes the photographer, which the painter cannot reproduce, which the sculptor cannot chisel. The subtle something which everybody feels, not which no one can describe, which no biographer ever put down in a book, has a great deal to do with one's success in life. Secretiveness repels as much as frankness attracts. Be open with others. Chapter 5. How to be a social success. The power to please is a great success asset. It will do for you what money will not do. It will other give you capital which your financial assets alone would not warrant. People are governed by their likes and dislikes. We are powerfully influenced by a pleasing, charming personality. A persuasive manner is often irresistible. Even judges on the bench feel its fascination. 
The best way to draw people to you is to make them feel that you are interested in them. You must not do this for effect. You must really be interested in them or they will detect the deception. If you wear a bulldog expression, if you go about looking sour and disagreeable, you must not wonder that you are not popular with your employees or other people. Everybody loves a pleasant face. There is only one way to win love, and that is to love. Chapter 6, The Miracles of Tact. Talent is something, but tact is everything. Talent is no match for tact. We see its failure everywhere. In the race of life, common sense has the right way. Tact is an extremely delicate quality, difficult to define, hard to cultivate, but absolutely indispensable to one who wishes to get on in the world, rapidly and smoothly. The personality of a physician has a great deal to do with his success or with the chances of his patients. There is no better discipline in the world than to force ourselves to be sociable and interesting to those who whom we do not care. Chapter 7. I had a friend. O friendship, of all the things the most rare and therefore most sacred because most excellent, those comforts in misery are always sweet and whose counsels in prosperity and ever fortunate. Life is to be fortified by many friendships, said Sidney Smith. To love and to be loved is the greatest happiness of existence. True friendship, says C.C. Colton, is like sound health. The value of it is seldom known until it, it be lost. I know lots of people who had plenty of friends, but they are not the kind that help or elevate them. They have chosen downward instead of upward. Friendships must be cultivated. It cannot be bought. It is priceless. If you abandon your friends for a quarter of a century or more while you are buried in the pursuit of wealth, you cannot expect to go back and find them where you left them. Did you ever get or keep anything worthwhile without an effort equal to its value? Chapter 8, Ambition. The youth who does not look up will look down, and the spirit does not sour is destined to grove. Whoever is satisfied with what he does has reached the culminating point. He will progress no more. No one ever amounts to much who does not take himself in hand and force himself to do the things that is best for him in the end, not the pleasantness or the easiest. Everything depends on ambition. The moment it becomes weak, all the life standards drop with it. One must keep the ambition lamp ever trimmed and burning brightly. It is dangerous to dally with ambition, killing influences. Nature allows us to keep only what is in constant use. When the desire, the ambition comes fresh and strong with zeal and enthusiasm, it is easy. But after we have postponed it a few times, we find ourselves less and less inclined to make the necessary effort or sacrifice to attain it because it does not appeal to us with the same emphasis as at first. Do not allow ambition to call. Make up your mind that you cannot and will not spend your life being half satisfied. The expanding man is always dissatisfied with his accomplishments, is always reaching out for something larger, fuller, and completer. Men often fail because of impatient ambition. The heights of a great man reached and kept were not attained by sudden flight, but they, while the companions slept, were toiling upward in the night. Anything that will give us a glimpse of ourselves that will awaken us to our possibilities is invaluable. Most people die with the largest percentage of their possibilities still undeveloped. Consistently ask yourself, if others can do them, 
Why can't I? Chapter 9, Education by Reading. Books are the windows through which the soul looks out. Most of us manage somehow to find time for the things we love. If one is hungry for knowledge, if one yearns for self-improvement, if one has a taste for reading, he will make the opportunity. Where the heart is, there is treasure. Where the ambition is, there is time. It's not the number of books, says Professor William Matthews, which a young man reads that makes him intelligent and well-informed, but the number of well-chosen ones that he has mastered, so that every valuable thought of them is a familiar friend. Chapter 10, Discrimination in Reading. Cultivate the habit of reading something good for 10 minutes a day. Then minutes a day will in 20 years make all the difference between a cultivated and an uncultivated mind. Provided you read what is good, I mean by the good, the proved treasures of the world, the intellectual treasures of the world in story, verse, history, and biography. Read books that make you look up, which inspire you to be a little bigger man or woman, to amount to a little more in the world. Read books that make you think more of yourself and believe more in yourself and in others. Chapter 11, Reading to Spur Ambition. I know of nothing else which will enlarge one's ideals and lift one's life standards more than the study of the lives of great and noble characters. The reading of biographies of great men and women. Abroad, it is impossible for me to avoid the society of fools. In my study, I can call up the ablest spirits, the learnedest philosophers, the wisest counsellors, the greatest generals, and make them serviceable to me. Cotton Mathers, essay to do good, influenced the whole career of Benjamin Franklin, we are told. Chapter 12, The Self-Improvement Habit, A Great Asset. A boy is better unborn than untaught. It is ignorance that wastes, it is knowledge that saves. An untaught faculty is at once quiescent and dead. The plea that this or that man has no time for culture will vanish as soon as we desire culture so much that we begin to examine seriously into our present us of time. Education as commonly understood is the process of developing the mind by means of books and teachers. When education is neglected with by a reason of lack of opportunity or because advantage was not taken of the opportunities afforded, the one remain in hope is self-improvement. Opportunities of self-improvement surround us. The helps of self-improvement are abundant. And in this day of cheap books, free libraries, and evening schools, there can be no good reason for the neglect to use the faculties for mental growth and development, which are so abundantly supplied. The trouble with a great many people is that they are not willing to make present sacrifices for future gain. The trouble with a great many people is they are unwilling to make present sacrifices for future gain. The secret of power is use. Ability will not remain with us. Force will evaporate the moment we cease to something with it. Chapter 13, The Raising of Values. Destiny is not about thee, but within. Thyself must make thyself. Of course, it is hard and painful, and it takes lots of stamina to undergo the process that produce the finest products. But would you prefer to remain a rough bar of iron or a horseshoe all your life? Chapter 14, Self-Improvement Through Public Speaking. Do not be afraid to rise, to put a motion, or to second it, or to give your opinion on it. Do not wait until you are better prepared. You never will be. 
the hardest thing for a public speaker to overcome is self-consciousness. Chapter 15, what a good appearance will do. The appeal of proclaims the man, Shakespeare. As a general thing, an individual who is neat in his person is neat in his morals. Two chief factors in good appearance, cleanliness of the body and comeliness of the attire. Clothes don't make the man, but good clothes have gout many a man a good job. From every point of view, it pays well to dress well. Chapter 16, Self-Reliance. The greatest service a teacher can render a pupil is to train them to depend on themselves, to trust his own powers. If the youth does not practice self-reliance, the man will be a weakling, a failure. Power is self-developed, self-generated. We cannot increase the strength of our muscles by sitting in a gymnasium and letting another exercise for us. Where ether is no struggle, there is no growth, no character. Self-reliance has the best substitute for friends, influence, capital, a pedigree, or assistance. It has mastered more obstacles, overcome more difficulties, carried through more enterprises, perfected more inventions than any other human quality. Chapter 17, Mental Friends and Foes. We can make our minds art galleries of beauty or chambers of horror. We can furnish them with anything we please. Ideas, thoughts like anything else attract what is akin to them. The thoughts which dominate in the mind will tend to drive out their opposites. Optimism will drive out pessimism. Cheerfulness will tend to drive out despondency. Hope, discouragement. And that's a wrap on self-investment. Subscribe to the channel and take a look at the hundreds of book summaries uploaded previously. To find hundreds of written summaries, check out our website, bestbookbits.com. And for hundreds of audio summaries, find us on mixcloud.com forward slash bestbookbits. If you want to help a main contributor, get involved in the channel by reading a book, writing a summary, and emailing us at info at bestbookbits.com to have it featured. Thanks for watching and listening, and have yourself an amazing day. Take care.